getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in. Huddle Up! Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest, who you know, who you love, Zach Kelberman. Zach, there's lots to discuss on the Broncos' head coaching trail, another rumor about Aaron Rodgers relative to the Broncos. But first things first, I wanted to really quick, because it does in some sense affect things as far as the head coaching uh, pool, the number of jobs out there. Your reaction to Sean Payton hanging up his uh, clipboard, as it were, an end, the end, I should say, of an era in New Orleans. I mean, I think he learned winning without a generational quarterback is pretty difficult in the NFL. He saw Taysom Hill. He took one look at the Saints salary cap situation. They're like, what, $50 million over the cap? And he was like, peace, I'm out of here. There were rumblings, though, that he was considering this even before the last season ended. And I think he did a great coaching job getting down to Ian Book and Trevor Simeon at quarterback, and he had the team competing. So he'll go to TV for one year or so, cool his batteries off, make a lot of money, and then I think come back to coaching. The scuttlebutt right now, he's going to come to Dallas where he lives. He has a residence there, and he would be the best replacement, I think, for Mike McCarthy. But surprising and not that uh, someone like Peyton would walk away temporarily. I feel like it's another end to an error, though. All these legends keep retiring every year, coaches and players, and it seems like the early 2000s is becoming quite nostalgic. Well, for Sean Payton, that's where he got his start. Uh, One of the places, I should say, he got his start as an NFL coach. Of course, former uh, quarterback himself, former NFL quarterback. um, Very temporary NFL career for what it's worth. But Dallas Cowboys assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach under Bill Parcells back in that era. And uh, as someone who reads a lot of books, um, I've read the Drew Brees biography, which was written pretty fresh off of the New Orleans Super Bowl. So I think it came out within a year, probably. And that whole backstory of how Drew Brees ended up in New Orleans instead of staying in San Diego or instead of signing with Miami is very interesting. And Sean Payton's role in facilitating that and making it happen was uh, critical. But yes, end of an era, it makes me kind of feel like... I. I don't want to get people's hopes up, but maybe Tom Brady's going to hang it up, Zach. Maybe yeah. Tom Brady's done, dude. Yeah. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and 
the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. I hate to give him credit, uh, but Mike Florio had a pretty good theory about Tom Brady avoiding a last dance scenario. He doesn't want the fanfare and to take the, you know, put the spotlight all on him. I think he could call it quits based on the way he's talking. When they get to talking about family, Chad, being a father, being a husband, that is generally a sign that football is like third in that pecking order. So he might come back for one more year. I mean, he ha- he did lead the league in passing yards, I believe. And he was right up there among the best quarterbacks, MVP candidate. He might not go out like that, but there's certainly a chance he could retire. And you know what? Same for Aaron Rodgers as well. You know, much to the chagrin of all of Broncos country. You're right. He finished with 5,316 passing yards this year. Incredible. Next best was Justin Herbert with 5,014. Dang. And that dude's name is not Patrick Mahomes. And yet we just had to mention him. AFC West. The Duchess jumping in with a very early, very generous super chat. Love you, Michaela. Thank you, Thank Michaela. you. She says, I don't believe those rumors. Glad to see you, Chad. Hope you are doing well. I'm doing today. I feel light years better than even yesterday. I haven't had the symptoms related that you think about the common symptoms of the virus now for five, six days. What I have had, Zach, is this a lingering malaise, right? Like this low energy fatigue and this weird just aches, man. Like in my back, weird aches that's kind of stuck. Not quite as um, quick on the uptake. Like when you think about, you know, your command of vocabulary and you're thinking about that movie and you're trying to, th- things like that that would come to me in a, in the snap of a synapse is still taking a little bit longer to uh, to get there. But I feel today, Zach, my energy much more back, present, focus, it's all there. So rear view mirror, Michaela, thank you very much, my friend. I was going to say, Chad, your vocabulary is still on point, though. So it's, you know, you're still yourself, and I'm glad to feel that. Glad to see that you're feeling better as well. And thank you, Michaela, as always, for being so generous. You know, we appreciate you a lot. But I'll tell you, and uh, this is, I'm, I'm learning something very common. My wife, same thing in terms of the symptoms, long abated, but one. Hers, not so much the energy fatigue thing. Hers is this lingering cough that there's nothing there, but it's just hanging on. Uh, Muhammad in the house with a super sticker. Love you, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Hope you're doing well, big dog. Appreciate that. Um, There's people that, as Michaela said, I don't know about these Aaron Rodgers uh, rumors. Let's let's grab the latest here, Zach. Guys, go read the article at milehighhuddle.com. But this is from ESPN's Jordan Schultz. So it's not just some schlub, right? It's ESPN's Jordan Schultz. No, it's Schultz. Schultz. (laughs) That's right. I'm going to quote you, Zach. Citing sources close to the situation, Schultz floated a potential mega trade for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, a pending free agent and franchise tag candidate. The former believes the latter is, quote, the best player I've I've, uh, ever played with and disgruntled in their current locale, prefers a package deal postmarked to of course Dove Valley this is what Schultz said quote sources tell me that yes the relationship between Rodgers and the Packers is severed I don't know if Chad's uh being super still no he's uh frozen so I'm gonna finish the quote for Chad there I never know whether it's me or whether it's Chad but it's usually Chad Uh, Sources tell me, this is what Schultz reported, yes, the relationship between Rodgers and the Packers is severed. We knew that. I'm also told that Adams, given his friendship with Rodgers, has grown increasingly frustrated with the Packers' mistreatment of one of his best friends. So why do the Broncos make sense? We know they have the cap, $49 million. We know they have the assets, think Jerry Judy, 
and you have a potential sign-and-trade opportunity with Devontae Adams, Judy, and a first-round pick. What Jordan doesn't specify in his like minute-long report that he put out last night, it's going to take more than just Judy and a first-round pick to get Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Interestingly, we had a story go up uh, before Monday's pod, or it might have been yesterday, from The Athletic podcast that speculated four first-round picks, a couple second-round picks, and a player or two in the same scenario for Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I don't think George Payton would do all those draft picks, including four first-rounders. I do think he would acquiesce a couple first-rounders to get the quarterback to get, obviously, his partner in crime, Devontae Adams, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. You might kick in Jerry Judy, who you can argue is a poor man's version of Devontae Adams, you know, very poor. I think they can make that trade if, and like Schultz later specified, Nathaniel Hackett gets that head coaching job. But what's buried in underneath all of that reporting, Chad, what everyone's focused on, glad you're back and you're not frozen, Everyone's talking about the headline, which says that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams would love to team up in Denver. No one's talking about what Schultz said, that Nathaniel Hackett is the favorite and very likely to get the Broncos head coaching job. I also uh, put that in there as well. So if that happens, he would be the catalyst. You know, he would create the tunnel from Green Bay to Denver uh, for from which Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams could arrive. That would be the scenario as it's laid out. I mentioned, Chad, while you were gone, Schultz didn't specify it's going to take more than just a measly first-round pick to land both those players, but this is the smoke is increasingly becoming fire. If you scroll down, Chad, ESPN's Kimberly Martin heard the same exact thing. Aaron and Devontae want to come to Denver, might get Nathaniel Hackett. You might even get Lou Getze on top of that as the OC or quarterback's coach, what have you. That's the scuttlebutt right now, and it's becoming pretty real. By the way, guys, sorry about that. My uh, laptop just crashed. I, it's always me with the bad luck on, on if it's internet connection, if it's device. And it's not like I'm working off of, uh, you know, ancient technology here. So I apologize, gang. But um, Bill Huber, they will trade Rodgers to wherever Nathaniel Hackett's coaching, probably Denver. Adams will go with him because the Broncos have loads of cap space. We both know Bill. Bill's not one to to... Uh, he's not one to fall prey to hyperbole, right? He's a very pragmatic black and white cat. So for him to even say that to me, Zach, is quite striking. Zeus, love you, bro. Thank, Thank you, you so much, my dog. First face etched on the MHH Mount Rushmore of the superstars right there, Zeus McPeep. Yeah, thank you, Stu. And I just want to add to the Devontae Adams thing. You know, it's it's all great to think about Rodgers and his top receiver coming along, but the Broncos are going to have to pay Devontae Adams. He's a pending free agent, as I wrote there. They shelled out money for Cortland and for Tim Patrick. You're going to have to maybe re-sign Noah Fan. You know, you've committed a lot to that offense. Do you, is, is it more of a luxury or a need bringing Devontae along? Aaron... I think, especially if they hire Nathaniel Hackett or Luke Getze in some role, that would become likely or possible. But Adams on top of Rodgers, that might be a bridge too far, in my opinion. Doug, appreciate you, my friend. And I hear, uh, yeah, your family recovering as well. It's going. It's all over the place, right? The uh, we, we don't like to use the words on this podcast because we've been traumatized um, in the past by certain social media sites limiting our reach by even mentioning um, the word, but the latest variant, I'll just say that, man, I mean, if I've had one person that I know personally, let alone like this through different degrees of separation, but like everyone's got this thing right now. And I, that's an absolute, but you know, you, you see what I'm trying to say. It's, it's out there. And there's a part of me, it's not like anyone wishes to get it, Zach, but there's a part of me where it's like, all right, now that it's in the rear view, I'm relieved. It's over. It's in the books. Um, natural immunity, all say. that stuff. I'm just going to go live my life. Antonio, thank you, big dog, for that very, thank very you, Antonio. generous super. He says, Broncos will be playoff bound next season. Mark my words. Hashtag Broncos country. Let's hope, dude. Let's hope. Um, you got to you gotta wonder what who the quarterback is. I mean, obviously, it's, it's almost as important, the head coach but not as important, the quarterback. 
what's it going to be? Is it going to be Rodgers or is he going to, I mean, Zach, imagine this. Sean Payton retires. Aaron Rodgers retires. Tom Brady retires. Ben Roethlisberger retires. I mean, it really will be a, a changing of the guard. And there's a part of me as much as I would actually be joyous in seeing Tom Brady finally retire. All those names at once, man. It would really be uh, the beginning of a new age in, in the NFL. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. You know, obviously quarterback is important, but exhibit A for me is the 49ers. What they've done with Jimmy Garoppolo leading to a Super Bowl already. They should have arguably won that game if not for Patrick Mahomes. And they're in the NFC title game on the, you know, they're winning in spite of him. They're not winning because of him. And that it is due to excellent coaching and a great defense. And the Broncos already have that great defense. If they get the head coaching hire right, they can have that elite coaching as well. So I would love for Rodgers to come to town or Russell Wilson finally have that slam dunk quarterback. But with better coaching, you can make hay with uh, a wider field of quarterbacks in my humble I agree. Opinion. I agree. It's just to a point. And the only reason I say that there is a point in which I, I can't cross completely on that is... The Broncos thought it was we've got the coach we you know we can win with a middle of the road quarterback. Turns out you really you need both, but I think if you had to err on the side of one or the other, Aaron Rodgers or Nathaniel Hackett. Hopefully, you know in a perfect world you'd like them both, but I don't know. I just think until the Broncos get that quarterback situation solved, and you got to wonder how much of that is also Zach playing a role in this hiring process, like Dan Quinn, for example, who's pretty hot to trot as a candidate, right? Lots of, lots of interest and demand in him out there. There are some other opportunities for him in the NFL where it's a more, if not proven better uh, quarterback situation than what the Broncos have currently. Unless George Payton, when he's sitting down with these guys is, is laying out a game plan to solve that, that is both plausible and something that they can, kind of get behind and go yeah okay yeah i can feel that well let me just specify one thing now that you brought up dan quinn according to michael lombardi he reported earlier today and i've kind of clowned lombardi on this show before so take this with a grain of salt but apparently he didn't wow the broncos in his interview you know they came away less than fully impressed and I think there's some truth to that, Chad, because we talked about this briefly off camera. The Broncos rushed to get Nathaniel Hackett in the building. Nine-hour meeting took him to uh, Mexican and got him tamales and a margarita. They got him in right away after, as soon as they could. They still have not nailed down a second interview with Dan Quinn. They expect to, they plan to, but nothing has been scheduled yet. It might be a case where Quinn went from head coach candidate one to head coach candidate three where they might be waiting for Kevin O'Connell next week and Dan Quinn might be on the outside looking in Chicago and New York might be bigger players uh, for Quinn and Denver right now. I just keep thinking about something you said. Um, the last time we were podcasting, the longer this runs into this week without a hire, the more the pendulum feels like it's probably going to swing toward O'Connell. I was not certain, but I was very bullish that when because Hackett got there first, right? That's usually a strong sign of you know which way a, a team is leaning. Right. And it wasn't like he was there for six hours and then reports of him hopping on a plane by you know two p.m. or whatever. No, dude, this guy hung out all day long, right? All day long. We had the reports that uh, Andrew Mason was doing a good job of keeping everybody up to date on on that charter airplane. Finally, wheels up few minutes before 9 p.m. I mean, all day long, to me, Zach, it doesn't necessarily speak to anything about uh, it's not going to be Hackett per se, but more it's a testimonial to the fact that George Payton is one laboriously thorough, pedantic cat. Damn. Get him, Chad. That's what I'm talking about, how voracious you're being tonight. It's good to hear you back in the saddle fully. And it's also a testament to the thoroughness of George Payton, Chad, and, and what he's done to commit to the process. And no leaks, by the way. There's always been leaks when Elway would go through a coaching search as to who he prefers. We legitimately do not know. We have Mike Cliss staked out in the bushes and at airports trying to get uh, TMZ-style footage of the head coaching candidates. It just seems to me they might be waiting on O'Connell, which couldn't happen until Monday at the soonest, but maybe two 
offensive coaches and one defensive coach, that could have been a sign as well. But I agree with you. When they rushed Hackett in the building, first impressions matter a lot. And over almost nine hours, that second interview went, included dinner. He toured the facility. That's a good sign to me. Guys, here we sit on January 26th with the day almost behind us. We've got this 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. We've got five days left in order for us to get to the goal on Facebook of 250,000 stars. We got about 25% of the goal left to hit it. So we're behind the eight ball. We're going to have to kind of juice it if we really want to get there. When we do, we're going to maintain the whole assume success uh, mindset here. When we reach our goal of 250,000 stars in the month of January, we will be raffling off another jersey to the winner of the winner's choosing, of course. And the folks who are going to be in the running for that raffle are only those who helped contribute to the goal. Here are the names that are going to have the most tickets in the hat. Michael Ronquillo has now moved into first place, followed by Jacob Foster, Rodney Garcia. Jacob and Rodney have really um, upset the power ranking dynamic, Zach, for our star supporters on Facebook this month. They've really come in and knocked some studs and just great people off the top five. Uh, Miguel at four, Doug Raquel five, Andrew Baker six, Travis Weber seven, Shane the Aviator Daniels at eight. Pete Middleton nine and another newer name relative to the to the rankings anyway and Mark Schrader, Jermaine Daughtry at eleven. I mean Travis Tarbox. It's really great to see each and every one of you. Phil McLaughlin uh, supporting what we do here. Stars on Facebook are another way to support the content. Help keep the lights on here at MHH. Michael says Rodney and I are giving out big stars tonight on the Mile High Huddle. Yes, you are, and we love it and appreciate it, my friend. Seriously, you you're helping to keep this content coming in, my dog. Yeah, this is uh, thank you, Michael. This is neither here nor there, but wasn't Mark Schrader an uh, old school Packers receiver back in the Farv era? Just rings my bell. I don't know. You could be right, but when I hear that name, I I think of Jay Schrader, the Raiders quarterback. That's I'm I'm dating myself because that was the quarterback, um, I of my youth that I remember John Elway having to battle quite a bit when I was a, a young wart hog. Uh, okay. So back to this whole idea, Zach, real quick, of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. How much credence do you lend to this? Is it just more off-season fluff? I guess what I'm really asking here is how high should Bronco fans now, hearing something like this from from uh, Schultz, hearing it from Huber, get their hopes up? Also, Kimberly Martin. You know, And we've heard this throughout the, uh, the course of uh, – Prior to the draft last year, all those rumors the Broncos were this close to an Aaron Rodgers trade before they, you know, they went with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think there is some some fire to this smoke. Again, I don't know how plausible, even if Rodgers wants it, even if the Broncos hire Hackett or Getty in some capacity. How do you pull off Devontae Adams? And I want to just uh, clarify, it's a little clunky, the reporting from Schultz and the article itself. It would be a uh, tag and trade scenario. Uh, Adams is a UFA. So the Packers would tag him, franchise tag him, then trade him to Denver as part of that package. And I think what he uh, Schultz is saying there is Jerry Judy and a Broncos first for Devontae Adams. I don't know that that would do it. I feel like it would take maybe a little more than that, but you you pull that off separately from the Rodgers trade. You have to kick in what for Aaron as well. A couple first-round picks, a couple players, second-round picks. It's going to be a costly proposition. I would not rule it out completely. They acquire Aaron Rodgers, especially if they get, again, Hackett or Getze. But Adams, though, I mean, do you need him? Does, can Aaron perform without him? He hasn't won anything with him yet, but can he perform without him? Does he need Devontae Adams? We know he wants him, but does he need him? Is that the deal breaker for him to come to Denver? That's what I want to know. Albert, by the way, thank you for that testimonial. That's right, guys. Become a, a, a Facebook supporter. Big blue button on the Mile High Huddle page and get access to Kelberman's Corner, Bronco Book Club, and the Trickle Zone. Muhammad, giving some props to Dylan. Appreciate that, and I'm sure Dylan does as well. Thank you for the super chat, big dog. Dylan brought up a good point as well, Chad. The franchise tag for wide receivers is like $20 million, so there's no guarantee the Packers... A lot of moving parts to this potential deal. A lot of things would have to fall in place. Green Bay could move on from Rodgers and keep Devontae. You know, we don't know yet, but that is uh, part of the equation as well. A lot of money. If you're going to Denver, you don't need Devontae. Now, you could pick nits at some of the other potential landing spots for Aaron Rodgers and and talk about 
you know, perhaps a need to also find a way to bring Devontae Adams, but he's a route runner extraordinary, yes, and he's a phenomenal wide receiver, but you got Cortland Sutton just waiting to be unleashed. I mean, that's one thing, Zach, and, and Ruben, thank you, big dog. Appreciate the super. Hackett did bad uh, with Love. So wait, he gets no credit for Aaron Rodgers, but all the blame for Jordan Love? I don't understand that. Right. Matt LaFleur is there, too. They have other assistants on staff. Well, Luke Getzey's the quarterback's coach. Zach, we don't know that Jordan Love is a bust yet. There hasn't been True. enough time on task, guys. Like, he needs to play in the league, you know? Who's going to unseat Aaron Rodgers, by the way? Nobody. So that's – the jury's still completely, completely out um, on that subject. But, Zach, could you imagine – Cortland Sutton catch. I mean, the closest thing I would say Cortland Sutton's had to catching passes from an Aaron Rodgers, and this is obviously said with uh, my tongue in cheek here, is Case Keenum. Like, that's the closest thing God. Cortland Sutton has had to a quarterback of the caliber of Aaron Rodgers. So you bring Aaron here, not only does Cortland Sutton just light up, but Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. I mean, it would Auburn be. O. It's a smorgasbord. That's one of the reasons that if all this smoke turns out there's fire and and he likes Denver as a destination, that's probably exhibit A, Zach, on why he's looking at uh, the Denver Broncos as a great candidate for his next NFL home. There's so many weapons. Also, he loves to have, or he's liked to have in the last couple of years, Aaron Jones in the backfield. Who's better than Aaron Jones or could be better is Javante Williams. You might bring back Melvin Gordon if you get Aaron Rodgers and go for one last dance with that offense. Even if they throw Jerry Judy in as part of the deal, send him to Green Bay, you have enough to make do there with. Rodgers has done more with much less than he would work with in Denver. Just Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Noah Fan, Albert O, and Javante Williams alone. That's a lot of firepower. It would be enticing to me if I was Aaron. By the way, shout out, Nathan. Appreciated that super chat, my friend. Uh, Rob, what's going on, big dog? He says, Zach and Chad. Carl mentioned yesterday on Building the Broncos, having Adams would help keep Rodgers playing longer if they both came. Do you agree? Thoughts? I mean, there's an argument to be made there. Um, I don't think it's – you don't need Devontae Adams in Denver for, for Rodgers to thrive. Could it help him? Sure. You know, in the same way that when Peyton came to Denver, you had Jacob Tammy, former Colts target, and Brandon Stokely. Uh, that helped ease his transition. A couple of familiar faces, a couple of guys where they had so much time on task together working on routes. And, you know, they just both knew how their quarterback liked certain routes against this look, this coverage, like so many unspoken things that existed because of their history together that they didn't have to reestablish because of it, it was there. That, in the same sense, could help Aaron Rodgers if you get Devontae Adams. But the collection of talent here, Zach, is so just being squandered, A, but B, is so formidable that Rodgers would be going 0-60 to in no time flat with this collection of talent. I just want to just point out that father time is undefeated, and he will always be undefeated. And Rodgers is going to be 39 years old next year. So you can have... Devontae under contract for six years, but when you're entering your 40s, you might take a downturn unless you're named Tom Brady. It's for, again, I think Dylan pointed out in the chat, uh, it's for familiarity. It's to give Rodgers that safety blanket, arguably the best receiver in the NFL, one of his best friends, and like he said, the best player I've ever played with, on top of having the weapons he would have in Denver. I think Trevor also said in the comments it would be a bonus, and I agree with that as well. It would be the cherry on top. You give me Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, I think I can live without Devontae Adams. I can live with uh, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and company. If you think about the receivers he's played with, that's high praise. I mean, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, uh, Javon Walker. Who else am I forgetting? There's there's a couple of names in between. Randall Cobb. He likes them a lot. Yes, Randall Cobb. Uh, couldn't quite sustain that same kind of juice he had with A-Rod in his prime outside of the comfy environs. But, I mean, Donald Driver, Jennings, 
Even Javon Walker, who made some big – I guess that was predating. My bad. That predates Aaron's time. That was uh, Jordy hard. Nelson, too. That's a good uh, shot in the comments. Thank you. Yes, Jordy Nelson. I mean, to say Devontae Adams trumps all those dudes, It's that's interesting. Pretty uh, crazy to, how he fell off so fast, though, Jordy. You know, like went from superstar to like out of the NFL. Happens quick for most, I would say. You know, not all, but for most. Uh, Travis Weber, big dog, thank you. Says not to sound like a doubter, but a lot of fans are positive that Rodgers is for sure coming to Denver. If it happens, mm-hmm. it'd be great. But if it doesn't, I'd hate to see a lot of disappointment uh, by fans. I kind of feel that with Locke still under contract, he would want to see what Hackett and O'Connell can do with Locke uh, while finding that upgrade at quarterback. So that's something we know for sure, Travis, that has been part of these conversations with the prospective head coach candidates is what would your plan? How do you view Drew Locke? A, B, what would your plan be to get the most out of Drew Locke? And I think that's part of the equation here, Zach, not just because he's a contingency, which he is. I think you're going to see Peyton try to upgrade him, uh, the position over Drew in this offseason. But Peyton's also very pragmatic, and I think he realizes that just as as Weber here is a little bit uh, skeptical of, there is no guarantee you're going to land a fish of the magnitude right. of Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, or even if you were dead certain, Zach, that your quarterback is in this draft and his name is you know, Matt Corral, as an example, there's no guarantee you can get him. Even if you say, you know what, we're going hell-bent for breakfast, we're, we'll deal with anyone ahead of us, we'll trade up, we'll get where we need to be. There's no guarantee. And so, of course, that next head coach that comes in, you better have a plan for Drew Locke. You better have a plan for a contingency that is the more likely eventuality than, say, landing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think the first question that would be appropriate for Peyton to any candidate, you know, Hackett or anyone else, if Drew Locke is the contingency, are you, you know, are you okay with that? Are you comfortable with Drew Locke potentially starting the 2022 campaign? Even if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, we can go after someone like Kirk Cousins or yada, yada, yada. You know, Kenny Pickett in the draft. But to the point about for sure guaranteed, listen, guys, nothing is for sure guaranteed in this sport, in life at all, ever. Nothing is guaranteed. Death taxes. That's it. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Right, yes, Chad? indeed. Yes, and, indeed. And, and honestly, if it didn't happen, you know, I, I don't want Broncos country to get their hopes up because when you have Adam Schefter reporting that a trade is close to being finalized and everyone in the Denver market also hearing the same thing and it falls through, that says to me that anything can happen at the 11th hour. So it might happen. There's a good chance it'll happen, but don't expect it to happen. Don't think it's a guarantee. So we have a Packers fan in the chat that's saying uh, he hopes, of course, Aaron stays. But if he if he goes, it's going to be 50-50 wherever Hackett lands. Well, here's something interesting on that topic. Mike Kliss today, I found this interesting enough, Zach, to write it up. Uh, he reported, quote, sources say that contrary to widespread speculation, 
The Broncos are not giving serious consideration to Hackett in hopes he can also deliver Aaron Rodgers. If Hackett gets the Broncos job, it will be on his own merits, which include his impressive work with passing challenged quarterback Blake Bortles for the 2017 Jaguars. Broncos legend Blake Bortles. Zach, how much do you believe that, first off? Well, that last sentence there is going to piss off a lot of Broncos country who feel like Hackett didn't do anything with Blake Bortles and just just think of Jacksonville and look at what they did. But if you compare the stats and follow the data, as people like to say, uh, he turned Blake Bortles into a competent quarterback, and that's a pretty um, high-water mark. So, yeah, you know, there's you can't guarantee. If you want to go with Hackett or Kevin O'Connell, an offensive-minded coach, or Dan Quinn for that matter, you can't cement the fact. You can't guarantee the fact that you're going to land Aaron because so many moving parts have to happen for that to fall in place. Not too often future Hall of Fame quarterbacks are traded, Chad. It's a very rare occurrence. So, like you mentioned, you have to have a backup plan for Drew Locke or a backup plan for going with a rookie or going with another holdover like a Cousins, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, etc. George Payton said it best. He admitted it to the public, to our faces. Whoever we bring in, they have to, first and foremost, present their plan for the offense. Drew Locke and others included outside the building. Remind me, was Brett Favre traded to the Jets or did he sign? Um, I want to say he's... Did he sign? I feel like he signed. Maybe he was traded. Because I'm thinking, you said it's not often, right, that a Hall of Fame quarterback God. gets traded to, uh, gets traded, period. Let me see. I thought let he me... signed. I don't know. He might have been traded, though. Let, let me just see this real quick. All right. So I'm scrolling down his resume. Stand by one second here. All right. Jets. After negotiations, the Packers traded Favre to okay. the Jets August 7th, 2008. So Brett Favre, Joe Montana, aside from, both being Hall of Fame quarterbacks, the other thing they have in common amongst many is they were both traded, right? Um, it doesn't happen. It's so rare. It's like a, it's like finding a unicorn in the wild. Good luck. But at least, you know, in NFL sense, that actually happened. Unicorns, completely fictitious. But it might as well be. It's so rare in the NFL. David Wilder, appreciate you, my friend. Um, Greg's, uh, David says, uh, good evening, Chad, Zach Broncos family. I really think Kevin O'Connell, the Rams OC might be the choice. We are already able to hire Hackett or Quinn Hackett had his second interview and Quinn is yet to be scheduled. That says something to me that, yeah, that whole Quinn thing, the dragging of the feet, there's something to be interpreted by the fact that Quinn hasn't second interviewed yet. And Zach, you know, you don't need a second interview, by the way to make a decision. You don't. John Elway hired Vic Fangio after one interview. Um, I'm trying to think back to 17 with VJ, Kyle Shanahan, and Dave Tobe. I don't remember there being two rounds of interviews, but I could be misremembering that. There, there could I have been. I think there was one. Yeah, it was pretty quick both times from Elway. So this has been a much more comprehensive in terms of the number of people interviewed and then the amount of time that has transpired from the beginning of the, in our case, Sunday, bloody Sunday, right? Fangio was fired on a Sunday till now. And the last guy is out of reach for almost a week yet. I'm I'm pointing toward Kevin O'Connell right now with a kind of quizzical lens here, Zach, because you got Nathaniel Hackett ready to go. He was in the building. Cliss said he left without an offer. There was no offer made to Hackett. And you know, I, I think you'll appreciate this, Chad. In my research, I discovered that Vic Fangio was hired and fired on the same date, January 9th. That means nothing, but I thought it was uh, kind of interesting in my OCD ways. You know, I, some people who are carrying water for Dan Quinn or would like to see him become the Broncos coach, they point to the fact that he had other interviews. He had other scheduling obligations. They haven't even scheduled this second interview yet with Quinn the, Bron- the, Quinn, the Broncos having it. It's, it's one thing not to get him in, not to rush him in like they did with Hackett, but they haven't even scheduled that. We've heard nothing. Radio silence on Dan Quinn. Then the report today from Lombardi that Quinn did an interview overly well. So, yeah, I happen to think it's Hackett or they might be waiting out Kevin O'Connell. Uh, if they don't have a decision by the weekend, I think it's pretty clear at that point that they, they at least want to interview O'Connell one more time. And in that case, all the Broncos country should be 49ers fans. On Sunday, I'll tell you, this is something I picked up from a uh, 
colleague, all right, well connected, especially to agents, player agents, and coach agents. Um, some of the scuttle, but I'll pass on one little nugget. All right. Dan Quinn is not convinced of George Payton's quarterback solution, whatever that might all be. All right. Have fun in Chicago then. Mm-hmm. Uh, C C reg six thirty one Craig. I guess Craig makes more sense than C reg, right? Coaching, coaching, coaching. Yes, I get sir. the big QB talks, but one step at a time. The rest will follow. Hashtag Mage Coach yes, Coaching Great Again. Love it. Hashtag Trust the Process. Appreciate that, C Reg. I'm just calling you C Reg, dude. Your name's probably Craig, but it's funner to say. Uh, Miguel, what's good? He says, I think Quinn is out and Peyton is waiting till next week. I'm ready for this to be over and move on to finding the next quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if he's waiting till next week, I mean, think about this, Zach. Let's be as pragmatic as we can in the same sense that George Payton might be. You've met with Kevin O'Connell. You flew to California and interviewed this cat. It's not like you're waiting for a chance to talk to him. Right. You've talked to him. If you're waiting this long, if you're letting a guy like Nathaniel Hackett come to the building and bounce only to go interview with Jacksonville, could get swooped right under out from underneath you maybe this is all camouflage and it's straight up guys follow the bouncing ball it leads to kevin o'connell and uh if that's the case how would you feel about kevin o'connell as the next head coach of the denver broncos i'd be all for it you know like i said from the beginning i don't want to be a hypocrite i wanted an offensive mind at the controls preferably a younger creative just forward thinking out of the box offensive mind and if you pluck from the McVay tree I think that's going to bear pretty sweet fruit for the Broncos I still like Nathaniel Hackett if only because his energy and his leader of men attributes and his connection to A-Rod and Devontae Adams but uh, having someone who's so intimately involved in the play calling with McVay and the schematics of that offense and what they're doing right now with Stafford and the NFC title game he also is familiar with uh, one of George Payton's lieutenants Daryl Moogie Mogi, I can't uh, remember. Uh, Doug Mo- Doug Moogie, Doug Moogie. Let me let me double I check it. I thought it was Daryl, but I, I I forget the connection. But they do know each other, uh, going back some ways. I think if we don't hear anything by Friday, again, Quinn hasn't even Darren, scheduled. Darren. Darren. Okay, close enough. We're both wrong. Moogie, but yeah, it's Moogie. I think that's a pretty clear sign. In the next couple of days, they don't have anything. They at least want to speak to O'Connell again, and from there, they might close the deal. Well, and why did uh, if if Hackett's your guy, which he's a finalist, but why wouldn't you accompany uh, Darren Moogie to the Mexican joint to get some tamales? According to the reporting, it was Moogie and Hackett that. Uh, went to dinner. Maybe I'm misremembering what I read from, from Cliss, but um, I don't think George Payton, if I can remember right in here, and now I'm starting to even question myself, but wouldn't you want to be there? Wouldn't you want to be shepherding him through the entire process, right, to, for the warm and fuzzy effect? I mean, I would. Um, you know, if I was looking to make a big, some hire or something for MHH or whatever, some high-profile person coming in, you know, I'm going to wine them, I'm going to dine them or whatever. I'm going to spend my time with them. Um, I might, I might, you know, expose them to others. Hey, here's Zach, here's Scott, whatever. But they're going to be with me until the decision point is reached or whatever. Like, why would you not? I don't know. What other fish would he have had to, to fry on Monday night instead of going out with Hackett and, and Moogie to grab a tamale? Well, what I know from that report, what I remember is one margarita each. I mean, really, guys? After a nine-hour interview, you're going to have one margarita? I'm not buying Especially that. if you're hopping on an airplane for three and a half hours, right? Why not? Uh, Andy, Packers fan here. 20% chance he goes to Denver, That he being Rodgers. With Hackett, 50% chance. He holds Nathaniel in higher regard than anyone around here. So that's why, Zach, again, to me, it smacked of like a PR play. The notion that the Broncos don't have any um, collateral, ancillary, whatever, like there's motivation behind Hackett as a candidate. He checks a lot of the uh, boxes that they need right now on his own merit, but to pretend as if he wouldn't come with potentially a huge 
side benefit, side blessing of recruiting Aaron Rodgers here. I mean, maybe that's not the reason you're going to hire him, but when you then start comparing him to other candidates that maybe you feel the same way about Hackett as you do O'Connell, it's sixes, you're going like this, mm, but this guy, we could maybe get Aaron Rodgers done. That It plays a part here. Let's not be children, right? I mean, we live in the real world. Yeah, and when I wrote about the story based on the uh, athletic podcast with Matt Schneidman and Bill Huber, they both noted that Rodgers and Devontae Adams cannot stop raving about Nathaniel Hackett and also Luke Getze. Rodgers is a huge fan of Luke Getze's and thinks he can be a future head coach. So if they go with Dan Quinn, which seems unlikely at this point, if he can spring Luke Getze along, that could be the equivalent of getting Hackett in terms of the Rodgers uh, association and, and being in those sweepstakes. So we have to see, but that's why I'm still on the Hackett train because if nothing else, you have the chance to acquire Aaron. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. You still feel comfortable developing whatever quarterback you have in the building for the next season. By the way, Kevin Smith throwing down hard with some stars on Facebook, trying to help us get to the 250,000 star goal. We started tonight, Zach, at 75%. Guess what? We're at 81%. We can close that gap. We can get there. Thank you, Kevin. You demand, big dog. Uh, Tabitha, you as well. Thank you for the support and for the stars. It means the world to us. All right. <clears throat> let me uh, let me take a look here in the chat. And Jacob Foster, if I haven't mentioned you tonight, big dog, <clears throat> appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Mark Rich, speaking of Broncos Book Club, Chad, did you know Jason Elam wrote a book a number of years ago? It's called Monday Night Jihad. Solid read. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I was aware of the Jason Elam book. Um, I'd kind of have to run out of options before I want to read about the kicker. But at the same time, you know <laughs> what, Zach? You know, he's arguably a Hall of Fame caliber kicker. All right. And he was here for some great years of Bronco football. Like he was the world champion back to back kicker. He was here for a good portion of the uh, it might have been all of the plumber years. I'll, I'll have to look at his resume and remind myself when he left, but I'll keep that in mind, Mark. I'll keep that in mind. The next one on the list is uh, "Son of Bum" by Wade Phillips, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one first, Rod Smith, the Rod Effect, before deciding whether or not to use it in Bronco Book Club, only because this book is it's like part uh, biography. You know, master eight philosophies that took me from the projects to NFL stardom. So it's part biography, part like self-help, motivational. And I just don't know how well that will play for the purposes of Broncos Book Club. But uh, I'll keep that in mind, though, Mark. You know, I, I see Monday Night Jihad. I wouldn't think that's a football book with Jason Nealon, but that's uh, no kidding. Interesting, interesting for sure. All right. Um right. I'm seeing questions. So are we just... Um, do we just need to face it? It's going to be another year with Locke. Look, if it ends up being Hackett or O'Connell, and despite the best efforts, you're unable to get Aaron Rodgers, again, you're not in total control on that. Even if Aaron wants to come here, you got to get the Packers to play ball. And we don't know that there was anything signed when they said, come on back, Aaron, and, and we'll look at your situation again after the season. I mean, if I'm Aaron, I'm probably saying put that in writing or else I'm not coming back. But still, um, unless there is something in writing, the Packers, they could say, no, we're not going to trade you. And boom, that just ends everything, no matter how bad Aaron wants to come or how bad Zach, the Broncos might want him. So there's a decent possibility. Again, it's the, if, if you look at all the different options that are on the table for the Broncos in 2022, veteran quarterback via trade, uh, free agent quarterback, the draft or drew Locke starting day one, week one, 2022, the most likely right now is drew Locke. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but if that were to happen, Zach, and it's Kevin O'Connell as your head coach or Nathaniel Hackett, does that change? Does that alter the equation at all in terms of how you think Broncos fans, you know, what the outlook should be? Well, you know who else has to literally and figuratively play ball and that's Aaron. 
I mean, he could walk yep. away from the game. That's I'm not saying it's a probability, but it's a possibility. He's weighing that option as we speak right now. But I feel like if you get either Hackett or O'Connell, any Broncos fan should be finally confident they can develop a quarterback, whoever that may be, either managing a no-doubt veteran or progressing a younger quarterback, be it Locke or somebody they take in the draft or acquire on the open market. That's what they finally need. That's what they've lacked for the last two regimes under VJ and Vic. If they get either guy, Aaron or someone like Russ would be just a cherry on top. Phil, appreciate you, buddy. He says, with the Saints in cap trouble, how cheap could we get Ryan Ramchick? That's the all-pro, Pro Bowl uh, right tackle. I like how you I, think, Phil. I think he's an upgrade over Massey. Your thoughts, Zach? Well, if you don't get Aaron and his monstrous salary cap hit and also Devontae's salary cap hit, you're, you're going to have money to play around with uh, $49 million as it stands right now. And the Saints, I read someone clarified $71 million over over the salary cap for 2022. Ain't no way they're getting out of it this year. The cap is a myth, but not that much of a myth. It's no wonder Peyton's like, yeah. Peace. I'm Peace out. Peace out. I'm, I'm not going to make this um, bed that I messed up. You got to take on his contract, and I feel like if they have some wiggle room, they would explore that. But what do you give up? First round pick? I don't know. Then you might have to give up that first rounder for Aaron Rodgers or a quarterback. So I would look into that for sure, because uh, Ramchek would be a huge, with a capital H upgrade over anyone they've had in the last oh, yeah. five years. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely an upgrade. Uh, at what cost? It'd be uh, quite the storyline, though, to see both Bulls and Ramchick as Broncos. Yeah, that's true, they, yeah. They were both vying for the first tackle off the board uh, in their respect in 2017. Um, Andrew Eastman, great to see you, my friend. We've missed you. How have you been? Still rocking his uh, MHH profile pick like a boss. We love that. Appreciate it. Does Rogers feel he owes Adams a ring after all these years? I don't know about oh, but... They haven't been able to crest the uh, – they haven't been able to summit the mountain, right? They get close and then disappointment in the title game often. This year it was divisional round, but, I mean, how many title games have they been to together? Well, at least three. Yeah, I don't know that he's owed anything. I think, if anything, Aaron feels like he's owed a second ring as a future Hall of Fame quarterback. I think he wants to get him a ring, and they want to go out together and have that last dance, but it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened in Green Bay, and the hope could be it happens in Denver if it magically works out that way. I'm trying to remember when Devontae Adams came in the league real quick. Uh, he was in the... A 2014 class, second round pick. So that was the same year as uh, Fresno, no? Yeah, Fresno State. Yep. So two time first team All Pro, five time Pro Bowler, led the league in receiving touchdowns last season in 2020. Uh, Rodney Garcia, if we don't get Rodgers, I'll be okay, but we definitely need to improve the O line to protect Locke to give enough time to throw the ball. I want Jerry Judy to get hella touchdowns this coming season. Yeah, again, you wonder just, you know, even though Drew Locke, Zach, is currently the most likely guy to take the first snap in 2022, uh, it's definitely not guaranteed. And if it doesn't end up shaking out that way, I'm always going to wonder what he could have been um, in the under the direction of a competent offensive coordinator not just competent Zach but one that like bought in and believed in him like Rich Scangarello did right we know Rich Scangarello was a big reason why uh John Elway ultimately said okay we'll go ahead and take him you know we flirted with the idea we're going to take him and it was coming out in the wash I mean his plan for Drew Locke was paying off lots of tw uh, two tight end sets lots of uh, heavy protections lots of play action like you know he was going to he was going to uh, shepherd him through the early stages of his development as a young quarterback. And then the rug gets pulled out from underneath him and Pat Shermer strolls in and basically just torpedoes this cat. Not to say that I'm not trying to absolve Drew of, of responsibility. Of course, you know, he's the guy ultimately responsible for his career arc, but Zach, I'm always going to wonder. 
How about let's start small with a head coach that doesn't outwardly despise him as Vic Fangio did. That would be nice for Drew's prospects, but I want to cross out his name from that comment and put in insert any quarterback here. It doesn't matter if it's Aaron or Drew or anyone they get, they have to protect him. And that's why I'm pounding the table constantly for whatever situation they're in, whatever quarterback they have under center, you have to invest in right tackle. You might want to shore up the left guard spot with Dalton Reiser, maybe center with Cushenberry. It's crucial they devote precious resources into the offensive line, especially right tackle. You cannot keep getting by on the Bobby Massey. That's why I love the Ramchick trade idea. I really do. Um, Scott mentions here, Ryan Ramchick has a dead cap number of $37 million this year. He'd be tough to move from the Saints. Doesn't help their cap situation until he's uh, restructured. Thirty-seven million, really? I mean, when you're seventy-one in the hole, what's another (laughs) thirty-seven? You know, like (laughs) no kidding. Yolo. Uh, Andrew Baker. If no Rogers or Wilson, let's go Locke. He might get the full season he deserves. H to the no with Kirk Cousins or any holdover veteran. Hashtag MHH for life. Denver Broncos for life. You demand, big dog. Really appreciate you. Um, it'll be interesting to see, especially if you could pair a Drew Locke up with a Nathaniel Hackett uh, or a Kevin O'Connell, man. You could get at least intrigued, even if it doesn't excite you. Intrigued, maybe? Yeah, the only hell no I have is uh, Jimmy G or by some chance, the, the corpse of Joe Flacco strolling back in. But I'm okay with, you know, not at $45 million, Mile but Kirk, high Joe. But, please, not again. Kirk Cousins is a top 12 quarterback, you can argue, in the NFL. You can be a playoff team, maybe even a contending team for a title with Kirk Cousins. Not my number one guy, but I wouldn't cry if, on a reduced salary, he would be the quarterback they decide on. Rodney Garcia, how would you guys feel about the Broncos drafting John Mechie out of Alabama? I know he has an injury, but I feel this young kid will be another Jamar Chase. I'd take him. Zach, I don't know how how much you know about this cap, but... I, I know the Broncos are flush with receivers. We just talked about that with Devontae Adams. You get Devontae and you still have Cortland and Tim Patrick. What do you need another receiver for? It's just, yes. they're, if there's one position they're okay with, and people forget about K.J. Hamler. He might not be the same guy coming off the knee, but he's still going to be a speed threat. And with better quarterback play and play calling, he's going to contribute as well. So, you know, it could be a, a good player. Uh, Mechie in the NFL could be a, the next Jamar Chase, but I don't think the Broncos should look in that direction. You need a right tackle, edge rusher, maybe a safety. You have needs all over the board, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Uh, Michael, yes, O'Connell knows George Payton's right hand, Darren Moogie. Uh, They go way back for what it's worth. So that could be another ace in the hole here for O'Connell. Michael says, I'd like to give a shout-out to all of Broncos country and the MHH football priests for their support of the MHH podcast. Go Broncos. You You the man. Thank you, big dog. Um, okay, we are at 53 minutes. we got to start winding her down a little bit. We're going to have to bounce out of here. Thomas. Um, Magnani, thank you for that super chat. Welcome. Uh, connect with us on Twitter. We like to uh, tag our super chat superstars and supporters after each and every podcast. So connect with us. And if you're already following or we are connected, do one of these in our mentions so that we know it's you. Oftentimes the YouTube handle is different than the Twitter handle, etc. My friend, thank you, Thomas. Uh, Plum Bob, what's good? He says, I'm just not keen on trading valuable assets for an older quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. There's someone, I'm trying to remember who it was today, Zach. I read a piece saying, look, you want to blame this person, you want to blame that person, you want to blame LaFleur for the Packers uh, choking in the playoffs. Why not Aaron Rodgers? Aaron was not good in that game, which he wasn't. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think he could have played better for sure. And when I listened to that uh, podcast, uh, Huber pointed the same thing out. He said, listen, Aaron played like crap, but he can still play. I mean, he's arguably the back-to-back MVP. He still had a fantastic season. It's not just an older quarterback. It's not just for Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's in that Brady-Manning tier as far as I'm concerned, and you'd be getting a future Hall of Famer. And, you know, the whole debate on Twitter I saw today was what happens after Aaron? Well, 
I'm winning a Super Bowl first and asking questions later, as far as I'm concerned. You land him and you win me a title, that buys you at least five years of scrutiny. So that's that kicking that I'm kicking that can down the road. You bring someone like Aaron in, regardless of Devontae, with the weapons they have and the playoff ready roster they have, they will make some noise. By the way, thank you, Joshua. David Bingaman, Peyton was there, picks of the cocktails in hand. I don't know what I'm trying to remember why. I was thinking that Peyton wasn't there either way. My bad on that. But uh, that's at least encouraging. That's uh, that's what I would want to see. And this is what I'm talking about with the uh, getting over the viruses, like kind of just this weird lack of clarity sometimes. You guys, will see it, hopefully it doesn't come out in the wash too much, but here and there it's going to until I completely 100% shake this bad boy. Um, I think we're, are we clear, Scott, to bounce on out of here? Almost. Okay. We're about out of time. Uh, so let's, let's see if we got any, uh, David Wilder says nine news said it was, uh, Moogie and Peyton who had drinks. Yes. Thanks buddy. But Appreciate sugar that. or salt rims for the margaritas. That's what I want to know. Better be Better. sugar. See, I'm exact opposite. It's got really? salt. Yeah. It's really? Wow. Salt. But I'm not much for, for, uh, margaritas anyway. Uh, Rodney, how would you guys feel about going after Marcus Mariota? That's a name you're going to hear a lot this offseason, guys. Get get used to it. He's already been connected to Denver. Uh, who was it? Pro Football Focus last week. You know, as a backup, sure. As a fail-safe, as a what Teddy should have been last year option, fine. I don't care. But to with any modicum of expectation, Zach, that he's going to come in and solve anything for you as a franchise, nah. Yeah, I mean, he's not a franchise quarterback, and the Broncos would be committing the same mistake as when they handed the keys over to someone like Hayes Keenum, who's not a franchise quarterback. You either go big for someone like Aaron, or you go out of the box for someone like Matt Corral or a young quarterback in the draft. I don't think Marcus Mariota is anyone's answer, least of all Denver. Yeah, it's looking like uh, the enemy in New Orleans. Very interesting. C. Patrick Havener, good to see you, bro. Thank you for the support. Rodney, is Cameron Jordan from the Saints a free agent? Uh, let's look. Scott's saying no. So, Got three more years left on his contract. Wow. Expensive guy, too. Older guy. Just draft there him. There you go. Draft an edge. It's not that hard. You don't need a receiver for the fifth time. Um, We're good. We're out of here, boys and girls. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Zach, if you want to grab the old yes, rundown, sir. I'll check Facebook. That was the Huddle Up Podcast, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. And we'll be back on tomorrow night, same time, same place, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Until next time, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter for all your up-to-the-second coaching updates and uh, off-season news at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. And if you haven't, if you would like a uh, Huddle Up Pod beanie, hoodie, you got Chad rocking some gear there. I saw we had an order come in while we were potting, Chad, so we appreciate that. HuddleUpPod.com is your one-stop shop. A lot of goodies there. Check that out. And Facebook.com slash Huddle. Become a supporter right away. Chad mentioned uh, the three shows we have already. Coverman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, and Trickle Zone each and every week. I promise you guys that content is not one to miss. And also Facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, please, guys, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every single month. But if you can't do any of those things, do these three things. Please, guys, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. I keep thinking about that Darren Moogie connection to Kevin O'Connell. Uh, by the way, Michael, it wasn't uh, high school. It was San Diego State. Um, whoops, wrong, wrong share. Hold on. Uh, that they go way back, FYI. Um, all right, here we go. Shout out to Rodney Garcia throwing down, ending tonight on top on the Facebook star supporters, followed closely behind by both Jacob Foster, Kevin Smith, and then also Michael Ronquillo. Wow, you guys. Love you. Thank you so much. Doug Raquel, Frank, Phil, Andrew, Miguel, Tabitha, Albert Knopfers throwing down some stars. Thank you, buddy. Josh Mize, uh, Colby, Travis Weber, Claude Riley, David Wilder, Patrick and Lawrence Rivera, much love and respect. Shout out to all of our Super Chat superstars tonight. Thank you so much, you guys. Seriously, 
you keep the show alive, you keep the lights on. And uh, because of that, we don't have to get desperate in search of sponsors and all that stuff. Fan funded. And uh, we are just so lucky. So thanks to each and every one of you. Remember, guys, Chad has an article up right now at MiloHeddle.com about Aaron Rodgers. I also have an article about Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Tomorrow, it should be noted that Nathaniel Hackett has a second interview with Jacksonville. And we'll have more on that on tomorrow's show, Huddle Up Pod, uh, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, guys. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.